Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities. And as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Come on, make some noise for Jesus. Wow. Welcome to the shift. People are already receiving miracles. Things are already shifting. Tonight is a prophetic gathering. And before I ask you to sit down, I want you to help join me. You know when they say the apostle has preached more than 200 sermons? If you've never preached a sermon, you can't understand. <laughs> Very few people have preached 52 sermons this year, a sermon a week. But the Bible says that God gives us shepherds after his own heart. And how do you know they're after his heart? They feed you. I think we've not just been fed. Did you see that highlights video? At some point, I'm like, was that in 2023? When you live in a home where your parents provide everything you need, you can get to a point where you think that's how life is everywhere. God has loved us by giving us a shepherd after his own heart. I want us to give some love to our apostle. Thank you. We thank God for you. You're a gift to us. We are so blessed. Please be seated. What a night. Can I make a confession to you? Most of the sermons I teach come out of either a sermon apostle has preached or a word he says as if in passing. So tonight, someone is coming from some words he said yesterday at a prayer meeting. When he said them, I got a whole sermon immediately. May it happen to you also. I bring you greetings from the only man whose name I carry. Yeah. Did you see that highlights report? I mean, there were two amazing men, but one of them was just, you know, exceptional. Pastor Jeremy, my, my ministry partner, my husband. I thank God for you. Today, you can sit down. I'm going to be talking about changing seasons. First of all, I want to start by saying that 2024 will not be a repeat of 2023. 2024 will not be a repeat of 2023. Including your victories, God wants to give you more. Yeah, I'm just building on to what Papa Bleso told today earlier. Did you see his shoe? He's catching up with the anointing. But listen to me. Listen. It's up to you. How 2024 will go is up to you. It's not up to God. Your prophetic destiny as a child of God is such that you're supposed to be going from one level of glory to another. 
You're supposed to move from light to light, from glory to glory, from grace to grace. You are not supposed to be stagnant. You are not supposed to be moving backwards. That's not your destiny. And can I tell you the truth that having an expectation, the foundation of what Papa Blesso taught, is not enough to move you into your next season. You can have the expectation and then have a frustration. Oh, yes. Tonight is a prophetic night. Tonight is a great and effectual door if you will believe it and receive it. It's an environment of great spiritual exchanges and impartations. You did not come for fireworks. You came here to change seasons. What I learned yesterday from Apostle is that just because the date has changed from 2023 to now 2024 does not mean your season has changed. A change of season means a change of experience. Those people who, if in Uganda, in Uganda, we live in the tropics, so we only know rainy season and maybe hot season. But there are seasons like, but even a rainy season changes your experience. You wear different clothes. You carry umbrellas. Your experience changes when a season changes. Be careful when what changes are years. When years change, but experiences remain the same. Seasons have not changed. When birthdays come and go, your years are increasing, but the experience is the same. Seasons haven't changed, child of God. And you have the power to provoke a change of seasons. Because God has created seasons to be able to reset our lives or move us from one level to another. And sometimes what you have is a certain expectation, a desire for more, a dissatisfaction. Those are invitations into a change of season. But also gatherings like these are invitations <laughs> into a change of seasons. Calendar dates are invitations. That's why God created months, years, day and night. That's why the Bible says joy comes in the morning, meaning there is hope for a change of experience between day and night. Are we together? So it can be a change in calendar dates, but not in experience. It can be a change in number of years, but the same season of life. Different seasons bring different experiences. There was a financial season in our lives where we tried to give a million shillings for a whole year towards the rise and build, and we failed. Do you remember, Pastor Jeremy? 100 million club. We tried a million over a year, Apostle. We failed to reach it. Now, if that was about, that was about 13 years ago, if now 13 years later we are still failing to give 1 million over one year, it means 13 years have passed, but the season is the same. Be careful when the challenges are the same. You've had anger issues for 15 years. There was a ministry season when my entire assignment was leading the worship team of about 30 people and it was a very heavy assignment. I used to feel so tired leading a worship team. That's about 11 years ago. The seasons have kept changing. But you can get stuck in a season as time passes and think that as the years pass, seasons are changing. So I don't want us to just be excited that the dates are changing on the calendar. But let's be excited that God is inviting us into a change of seasons. And that's why God gives us prophets who come and speak words like the year of fruitfulness. They have declared a prophetic word over a season of time. But it's up to me to enter that season. Or not to enter it. There was a season when I was being pursued by a few young men. And I wondered which one I will be committed to for life. 
Apostle, please, Papa, sit down. <laughs> There were a few young men. They would buy me things. I was wondering, Lord, which one? But imagine that's more than 20 years ago. If I'm still having the same experience, wondering which one, it means the season hasn't changed, but time has passed. The passage of time does not mean the change of seasons. As a spiritual person, you must understand that and refuse to continue having the same experience of life. Yeah. There was a time in our lives when we were always broke. We desired to give, but we couldn't. But the season changed with instruction. The Bible says, for lack of instructions, he will die. Death sometimes is not going into a grave. Death sometimes is being alive, but there's no change. Oh, yes. We have a friend of ours who visited yesterday, Pastor Stephen Mugabe. Some of you know him. He's the team leader at Cord Clinic, one of the leading dental practices in this nation. There was a time Pastor Stephen and Cord Clinic were in debt of over 200 million. Right now, they have surpluses on their accounts. The season changed. Just because the, the business has been alive for 10 years does not mean that it's changing seasons. There's got to be a change of experience. I hope I've already stirred you enough to say, okay, how do I change the season? I'm telling you tonight, God is going to be shifting seasons. If you will lean in and allow it to happen. My work is to prepare your heart because a word is coming that God has placed on our prophet tonight. If you will be, I know God already created an expectation. When Papa Blesso was teaching, when you're saying, God is asking, what do you want me to do for you? I'm like, Lord, I know what I want you to do for me. Yes, and you know what? He will answer that. That the, the desire is God put. The Bible says no man comes unless God draws him. That is God. God is not putting desire in you to frustrate you. He says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness in Matthew 5, 6. For they will be filled. The point of hunger is that God may satisfy. Don't feel bad that you have an expectation, that you want more, that God did great things, but you feel you want more. That's God saying, I want to do exceeding, abundantly, above all you've asked or thought or imagined. But what does God, what do the scriptures tell us about seasons? I'm going to show you many verses, because some people need many verses to be convinced that seasons are in the Bible. Pastor B3, you're saying clever things, but show me the scriptures. I got you. I, tell your neighbor, she's got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, I got you, I got you. Overflow, are you there? Tell one day this is going to be our Sunday garage service. Oh, yes. Seasons will keep changing. Genesis 8.22, Apostle has told from this scripture many times. He has mostly focused on the first part of seed time and harvest. I want us to read the rest of it. What does it say? This is a principle that can never be broken. What does it say? While the earth remains... Seed time and harvest, uh-huh. cold and heat, winter, day shall not. Do you see it? The way there is a guarantee that you reap what you sow. It's guaranteed as long as the earth exists. There is a guarantee that seasons will change. That should excite you, especially if you've been going through a strange season. It doesn't last forever, my friend. Don't make permanent decisions because of a temporary season. Oh no, it is a guarantee. Cold, heat, winter, summer, day, night, they will never cease. Maybe you're going through the night season of your life. Day is coming. Oh yes. 
day is coming. Seasons are guaranteed by the scriptures. Ecclesiastes 3.1. King Solomon says to, read with me, to every, to what? There is a, a time for As long as you're in this world, there will be seasons. So you'd rather understand how to deal with seasons. How to shift seasons. Psalm 104 verse 19. Woof. He appointed the moon. The sun knows. Have you ever been there and the sun doesn't know when to go down? Even the sun knows that there's time for it to go down. You must get to a place where you know these finances must change. Oh yes. You must say, I, my ministry must change. You must get to a place, this relationship must change. Did this, this season must end. I cannot stay in the same experience of debt, of lack, of, of, of smallness, of insignificance. Something has got to change. We must put a demand as we switch from 2023 to 2024. We receive it as a prophetic sign for us that our seasons are changing in the name of Jesus. I need somebody to let out something. Oh yes, God appointed seasons. Appointed. Appointed. Proverbs 20 verse 4. Okay, this one is not kind in the NIV. It says sluggards do not plow. Meaning that there is a season for you to plow. But you can be lazy. Obey quickly. (laughs) Sluggards do not plow in season. So at harvest time, what happens? They look, but they find what? Is it time to sow? And let me tell you, watch out. Watch out for when dates are changing. For me, I take it as a sign from God because he has appointed those things for us in the natural to understand that he's shifting something. That at the end of 30 days, a new month begins. For me, at at the beginning of every new month, I give a special gift to God because it's a new season. Yeah, every first Sunday of the month, I have a very special seed. Because it's a new season. I'm declaring something new. I'm declaring with my seed. I'm going ahead of myself. Let's continue. It's a good word. Daniel chapter 2 verse 20 to 22. Read with me. Daniel answered, read with me and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are. And he changes the times and He removes kings and raises up. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness. I'm telling you tonight, God is going to reveal some secret things. That are going to change your season. God has a word for us tonight. And a word can change your season. Do you want some more verses? Let me show you one that really, I think it was last year that I saw Jesus was very annoyed in Matthew chapter 16, verse 2 to 3. This is Jesus. And he's annoyed with the Pharisees because they were not understanding the season. And he answered and said to them, when it is evening, you say, it it will be fair weather. Like you, you, you know that you can read that it's about to rain? In the natural, you can read a change of seasons. And he's about to say something that also in the spirit you should be able to read that a season is changing. Ah. 
The next verse, and he said, and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red. Together, read. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern. That is Jesus inviting you that stop only knowing that, eh, the clouds, eh, I think it's going to rain. There is a way to discern in the realm of the spirit, a change of seasons. And God usually sends his prophets because he does nothing without revealing it to his servants. And they come and say things like, to carry a special seed. Then you're like, eh, eh. Meanwhile, a season is about to change and you need to provoke it. And many times, spiritual things, they're not like natural things. They're not as easy to discern. But the more you give yourself to them, you start to discern. Like, I don't know if you've sensed it, but there's a certain excitement in the realm of the spirit about 2024. There's like a go, an excitement and like a pregnancy. It's like it is loaded. It's, it feels like there's a potency in the realm of the spirit. Like if you poke it, it will gush out. Now, when you sense such things, you respond. You don't just say, wow, I really feel it. Eh? I feel it. Ah. When you realize it's about to rain, you do nothing. You take shelter, you carry something, a sweater, you do something. So don't be like those people who knew that they are taking Elijah, but pretending that there are no seasons will not change anything. The seasons will still come. And when winter comes and you only have bikinis which you brought from summer, you're going to freeze. These are the years to start saving and investing. These are the years to buy land. These are the years to give our years to serve in the ministry. You can't wake up at 77 and say you are going to start saving. Saving what? Or that you're going to go and plant at your first church. I mean, you can, but it's really complicated. It's a bit difficult. Especially when you need to lead YXP. Seasons do not change by themselves. That's a statement Apostle made yesterday. He said seasons don't change by themselves in the realm of the spirit. Seasons don't change by themselves. He said they change by faith. Now faith is active. Faith is not passive. Faith is when we put a demand in the realm of the spirit based on spiritual principles to provoke something to shift. Remember, the point of seasons is a change of experience. You see me here. I want a new experience. I want new experiences in the ministry. I want, new, I want to walk in signs and wonders and miracles. I don't want a miracle-free ministry. I don't want to be... What does Bishop Doug call them? Talkers? What does he call them? PowerPoint. There's a word he uses. Lecturers. I don't want to be a lecturer. Eh? But we look like we're at, 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 at what? At, at gender equality seminars. I don't want. Do you understand? For you, don't you want to be there and you're starting to preach and people start screaming and falling? Me, I want. You, if you don't want, papa, papa, away. Me, I want. But you see, that can't change if I continue doing what I've been doing in 2023. And I enter 2024 because apostle is about to give us the word, whichever word it is. And then you say, oh, hey, he has said the word, it shall be. No, it means that you must change something to provoke the that thing that has been spoken to come to pass. Do you understand? Seasons don't change by themselves. Just because the date is changing tonight at midnight to 2024 does not mean that automatically you've entered a new season. You might have entered a new year, but it's the same season 
for three years of the same season. That is frustration. Remember your prophetic destiny, Proverbs 4.18, says the path of the just is like the shining that shines what? Ever, ever brighter. Ever brighter. Unto the perfect day. That's what God is calling us to, to a new level of glory. Maybe you've experienced glory this year. I have experienced glory this year. We've walked into some amazing things by the grace of God. But you know what? There is more. There is more. There is more. Oh, yes. You're here tonight on divine appointment. God has something for you to shift your season. But the shifting of seasons, you can have five new seasons in one year. Oh yeah. You can change seasons five times in one year. Like look at Pastor Chairman. He's the only person I know in worship service who has planted two churches in one year. In the same year, he has planted two churches, led a network. And the churches are standing. And the network is real there. I mean, the man has shifted seasons in one year, multiple times. Several years. He has moved several years in one year. Do you understand? Let's not limit ourselves to the natural system, guys. There is something called Kairos time in the realm of the spirit. It's not Kronos of today, yesterday, tomorrow. Kairos time is when you encounter something spiritual that, that alters your destiny forever. God can recover 20 years of your life in six months. Oh, yes. He can recover relationships that have been lost. I had a testimony of a young man who testified of being addicted to drugs and alcohol and I don't know what for years. And in one year, God, not one year, in four months, God has gotten him clean, reconciled him to his family, brought back sanity. In one year, what had failed for many years, just had sitting under the word like you are tonight, thinking it's an innocent day. It's not innocent. Things are shifting in the realm of the spirit. You need to become that person who is called mutasua. I don't know how what that is in English. Where you're at everything because you don't know when something is going to get sparked. You don't know, but in the realm of the spirit, there are divine appointments. Let's get into some of the keys that can position us to change seasons. The thing about keys is that they are small. Is your key as big as the door it opens? If your key is as big as the door it opens, we need to talk. It's not a key. We need to give it another name. Yeah, when it's a key. A key is probably one of the cheapest items you will have to your big house. It's tiny, but it gives you access to great things. So that's why keys can be ignored. When you find a key that doesn't belong to you, you don't mind it but there's someone stuck outside their house. They are failing to have access to what is theirs because of a small thing. So the things I'm going to talk about, they are things you've heard. They're not new. Apostle has taught us these things. But I want to, since we are entering something new, usually we are more alert. That's why God creates these seasons in the natural to hopefully give us a reset to enter a new spirit, a new, a new season spiritually. Do you understand? That's why many of us, we have New Year's resolutions. And you know what? Don't, don't throw them out completely. Just have accountability. Mm. It helps you not to give up. Because that's when we get reset. 
So the natural seasons are to give us an opportunity to reset. Amen. Are you ready for some keys? I think the first key is what Papa Bleso talked about, having an expectation. You see, it's going to be very difficult to, uh, to desire anything with no expectation. Like, how do you even know that you're changing seasons if you don't expect anything? You're just there. Let's see what 2024 will bring. It's also looking at you and saying, what do you want me to bring? (laughs) Jesus looked at the blind man and said, what do you want me to do for you? Because it's actually possible to be sitting here tonight. And for you, you gave up on having expectations. Have an expectation. Have an expectation. And that scripture was up for us today, Jeremiah 29, 11 in KJV, that God wants to give you the end you expect. Have an expectation. If you came without one tonight, it's a sign that you have no hope. Because hope carries expectation. When you say, I'm hoping to get this, it means you have an expectation for it to come to pass. Don't let the disappointments of your past kill your faith. God is still doing more. God is still doing more. And he's waiting for you to engage that the season may shift. Amen. So the first key is what? Have an expectation. The second key that I've seen in the scriptures is waiting on God, specifically in prayer and fasting. And isn't it great that we are going to have season 21? Yeah, it's coming. So finish the masala between tomorrow and the 7th. Because on 7th, on Sunday, we are going to be shifting some things. And you know, prayer and fasting, there's a a story about Hannah in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Verse 10 to 18, a woman, the Bible says, and she was in bitterness of soul. And maybe tonight you feel like I'm here, but my heart. The Bible says that every heart knows its own bitterness and no one can share in its joy. She was in bitterness of soul, but she didn't just stay there. That led her into a place of prayer. And she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Continue. And then she made a vow and said, Oh Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male. Do you see her expectation? It was so specific. A male child. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued doing what? Continue praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. But Eli, anyway. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine. Bambe Eli was used to having drunk people in his house. Mm -hmm. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief I have spoken until now. And Eli answered and said, you see, God answered through a prophet. (laughs) Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant you your petition which you have asked of him. And the next verse says, and she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and did what? She stopped sorrowing. And her face was no longer. She knew that her prayer had availed something. There are so many people in the scriptures who changed season. For Hannah, her season changed because of prayer. Yeah. Your season can completely shift because of just giving yourself to prayer. Completely. Your season can change. (laughs) 
Stop complaining about it. Start to pray. The 120 in the upper room, do you know what changed their season? Prayer. While they waited on God for 10 days, they didn't know on which day the answer would come, but they stayed in prayer. They continued in prayer daily, and on the 10th day, the spirit came, and everything changed. People who were scared and in hiding came out in boldness, and the church began. There are new things that are going to begin when we give ourselves to prayer. Oh, yes. There's even Paul and Barnabas, Acts 13, too, that while they ministered to the Lord and fasted, what happened? The Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. While you pray, callings will come. God is going to change your season to make you something you never dreamt you could become. The season will not change automatically, but there are keys. And one of them is waiting on God in prayer and fasting. Key number one, have an expectation. Key number two, waiting on God in prayer and fasting. The third key is environments of faith. Like where we are tonight, you came without an expectation. You already have an expectation now. Something has already shifted. You've already entered the first key of breaking out and entering a new season. A word in season. The Bible says, one of apostles' favorite verses, Isaiah 50 verse 4. The Lord has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak what? A word in season to him who is weary. Yes, he awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the land. A word in season can change your life. I don't know if it's Isaiah 55, verse 10, 11. Isaiah 55, take me to verse 10 and 11. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven together and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth. Uh -huh. It shall not return to me, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which tonight we are receiving a word. And I want you to believe with all your heart that it's your word in season. The thing about spiritual things, don't wait to feel anything. Just lean in by faith. Say, that's my word. Whatever word God has for us tonight, it's your word and it's my word to shift us. And it must accomplish what it has been sent to accomplish. That's how God is about his word. He says his word is a living thing. A living thing. The word of God can enter your life and take out cancer. For real. The word of God can enter your life and take away depression, take away poverty, take away a meaningless life. The word of God, even tonight, is going to be shifting things in your life. A few weeks ago at Worship Harvest Gayaza, I, I experienced something I had not experienced before. I was teaching and then I kept hearing the name Henry. Like I was trying to preach, I couldn't continue. Until I said, uh, if, is there anyone here called Henry? See me after the service. Then the name stopped. You guys remember? And so at the end of the service, three people called Henry came. And then the Holy Spirit is like, the devil wants to, to kill either them or someone in their life. So I asked, and all of them had been having very strange encounters. But one of the Henrys then said, my father has been given a cancer report. I said, no. God called out your name tonight for your father. So we spoke. And he came to me last week on Christmas Eve and said, I've brought a testimony. They've checked my father again. There's no cancer. into your life and shift your season.
tonight God is going to bring a word in season. And not only tonight, throughout 2020, for my brothers and sisters, give keen attention to the word of God. God can shift your season completely by a word from the Lord. Show me Hosea 12, 13. Hosea 12, 13. Read with me with all your heart. By, by what? By what? By a prophet the Lord brought Beatrice Biamanzi out of Egypt. And by a prophet she was preserved. Let me tell you, God has sent us a prophet. And by the prophet, the word of God in the mouth of a prophet, you'll be led out of things that have bound. You see, Egypt is a picture of bondage, slavery, smallness, imprisonment. You know prison, you look free but you're bound. You know, you can be there, you're eating chocolate, you're smiling, but you're bound. And Jesus says that the Spirit of God was upon him to preach deliverance. Can you imagine? Deliverance is preached. To preach deliverance to the captives. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. God is moving you out of a season of rejection into favor. God is moving you out of a season of insignificance where he announces you, where no one needs to announce you but God. God is moving you out of a season of shame into glory. At leader, the last leader's camp night, I remember being in that chair and saying, God, help me. You see, you can be in an invisible prison. And for the holy, I remember that week, apostle sent me a message and said, I'm praying for you that your countenance may change. And I just said, amen. Like, I didn't even know what to tell him. Because I'm like, look, eh, I've tried making sure I'm smiling. I've tried to make sure no one can see. But inside, there was just a sadness that nothing could seem to take away. And it was based on nothing. I was in a pit. And I remember sitting there and saying, God, let him pray for me. Let him also pray for me. Maybe tonight, I can't go get into the next season of my life like this. I can't just be there carrying around burden. And then Apostle called me out. You remember? And he prayed over me. And the thing lifted. Like, you know, it completely left. Sometimes it, you, do, you, 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 say, you say, I've gone to so many leaders' camp nights. I've gone to so many special services. Nothing is changing. Maybe it's the last one of the year. Because God's clock doesn't run out. <laughs> Do you understand? And some of you, you've been in prisons that no one can see. Everything looks okay on the outside. But God does see. And maybe tonight is your appointment. If it's not, you hang in there. It will change. Stay in environments of faith. Stay under the word of God. At least, at the very least, it will preserve you through the season that you can't understand and not just preserve you eventually you will come out eventually you will come out believe me you'll get out of debt you will get out of depression <laughs> you will get out of anger you will get out of unforgiveness you will get out of whatever invisible prisons the enemy has put you into you will get out what point are we on? <laughs> eh? number four do you know another key a person a person 
a person, God connecting you to a person, or the devil connecting you to a person. Before you argue with me, who destroyed Samson's destiny? Who changed Samson's, uh, Samson's season? A woman called Delilah. Never allow your mother to call you Delilah. I refuse to participate. Samson was chosen before he was born by God. He was born specifically for a purpose. He was a Nazarite from birth. Then he connected to the wrong person and she changed his season. He died a blind man. His eyes were gorged out. He was alone. Just because God spoke to you and you've had encounters does not mean you should be careless with the company you keep. Because for you, you've had all these prophetic visitations, you've seen angels, what? My friend, do not be deceived. Bad company can completely corrupt and change your season and move you backwards. But the good thing is that in the opposite way, God can connect you to a person and completely change your season forever. And I can tell you there are some relationships you need to let go of as you enter the new season. If you believe it's a new season, and there are some you need to attach yourself to for you to enter a new season. Joshua attached himself to Moses and he changed seasons. He became from being an assistant, he led the children of Israel into the promised land. Elisha's season changed from a businessman to a prophet, a great prophet, by attaching to Elijah. Oh yes, the Shunammite woman who had no children, she felt like she was satisfied. When the prophet asked her, what do you need? She said, nothing. Watch out when you feel led to serve some people. God is setting you up to change your season. There's someone I know who felt led to give apostle a gift every day. I think we had prayer for three days. And this is someone who had been waiting on God for a child for seven years. And that week, as in when that thing ended, the next month she was pregnant. You know, you'll be thinking, watch out when you feel led to serve certain people. It's a setup for a change of season. That's how you, God is provoking a change of season for you. Ruth and Naomi, it looked like Ruth had chosen the path with no advantage. But she was attached to a woman of blessing. Her season changed forever. She became the great-grandmother of Jesus, being a Moabitess who should have nothing to do with a Jew. It changed. Everything changed for her. <laughs> Paul got connected to Barnabas. Even after he had an encounter, God sent a man to him. He had an encounter, threw off a horse, had voices, saw a great light, but God knew you cannot change the season until I attach you to someone. Some of you, that's why you've been stuck. You've had so many encounters. God has talked to you, but you've refused to be under someone. I'm telling you. And you're so frustrated because God has spoken to you so clearly since you were 14 years. You know your destiny like this and you feel like you can't be under someone. You feel so big. Big and stuck. That's very bad, actually. It's not a good picture at all. At all. Just get under someone and then the season will change from frustration to progress. You're never too big for submission. Jesus says to the disciples, follow me and I'll make you become something you've never become before. Associations will bring you into places you're not qualified to be in. Yeah. They will change your season. Some of you, what you need to do is change your associations. Point number what? Five. This is a good message. Show me Proverbs 18 verse 16. I'm about to close. Read with me. Is it the correct verse? Proverbs 18, 16. 
Ah, a man's gift. It doesn't say a man's talent. A man's gift does what? And it brings him before. That this key is called a significant offering or gift. Do you know what changed Solomon's season? 1,000 burnt offerings and God showed up in a dream. By the way, Solomon's entire life changed in a dream. He got anointed in a dream. But I'll leave that one there. Cornelius, Acts 10.31. The Bible records that they said, Cornelius, your prayer, we talked about prayer, has been heard and your alms. You're giving. And they had to send someone to him to get his family born again. A man. You see all the things coming together? Prayer, a gift, a man. To come to his house to change his season. From being an unbeliever to a believer. And he had an expectation of faith. That's why he was looking for a God he did not know. The things work together. Don't say me, my one key is this one. No, please. It's like having a pin number and you choose to put in only number four. But the pin number has many digits. The thing won't open. You said, today I feel like only four. It won't open. Take it or leave it. I've given you four. Open. Then the thing just says error. You said this thing is, is bewitched. No, maybe you are the one who's bewitched, but let's continue. You know that Abel and Cain, one changed seasons and the other got angry. Abel gave a gift that changed his season and it was visible to Cain. And Cain, instead of doing the same thing to change his season, he killed his brother. Ananias and Sapphira, their season also changed from being alive to dying, but we won't go there. Pastor Jeremy and I have experienced this one two times. One, and please don't laugh so much, but uh, we had saved apostle. We had saved money to start building. Do you know how much money it was? Hmm. It was so much money. Some years ago, then God started talking to us around you, don't come. Give me all the savings for your house project. <sighs> Said, my God, this is a hard instruction. Do you know how much it was? Five million. <laughs> You see, for someone here, you're like, you're laughing, but some of you even think five million can build for you something. Even a pit latrine, no, no. Uh, Pastor Jeremy also, you may remember five, it was 4.5. You can't worsen the thing. Let's keep five, round off to the next whole number. I prefer five. What? One, we, we, but we obeyed painfully. God has built us a home. In hundreds of millions. When we were getting ordained, we had a desire to give a gift. I remember. We put it together. We moved money from all sorts of places and put together an offering of 10 million shillings. And our ministry experience changed forever. Tonight, you're going to have an opportunity to give a gift. Don't tip God. Understand that your gift can provoke a room. It can make room for you in the realm of the spirit. And bring you into places that your prayer may not bring you into. I feel like I should stop there. Mm, time is up. 
But the last one that I can share is an assignment can change your season. An assignment will change your season. Job 36.11 says, If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity. Serving God will change. Did you hear did you hear Pastor Chairman here? Started serving God. The next thing you know, his six children have been taken. You see, when you have one child, you can't understand that testimony. When you have six and they say they've paid their school fees until whichever level, you just say it's like as good as saying that dead have been raised to life. <laughs> you don't have to think about school fees for one, two, three, four, five, six. There's someone I know who, when they started a hosting center, they got pregnant, having been waiting for seven years for a baby. And some of you are entering new assignments. Just say yes. Because you don't know that the thing you're praying for, and it doesn't seem connected, that I'm praying to get out of debt, they are telling me to start an MC. You just take on a new assignment. New assignments are invitations into a change of season. Yes. Malachi 3.18. You see, there are people in the Bible who got assignments. Mary, the mother of Jesus. What changed her season forever? An assignment to carry the savior of the world that put her in trouble. Esther, an assignment to go before the king and do something that was potentially dangerous. Moses, an assignment from being an 80-year-old who was insignificant in the bush taking care of cattle, animals. And he became the, the one who led Egypt out of whatever. Joseph, it was an assignment from prison to come and interpret a dream that made him, the, that brought him into the vision God showed him as a teenager. <laughs> you are getting an assignment. And when it comes, say yes. It might seem scary. My seasons have mostly changed with assignments. And they've always been scary. And I've felt disqualified. But God has moved me into new seasons out of assignments. And he says there, they shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked. Between the one who serves God. There will be a distinction between those who serve God and those who don't serve me. I see your season changing. Not just a change in calendar dates, but a change in experience. Amen. Are you ready for a change of season? Are you ready for a change of experience? I know God has already started speaking to you. And I'm telling you, our word for the season as a house is about to come. I want you to put aside every distraction. I want you to be expectant. Do you know expectance? Expectation. Like remove the weeds. What? Don't sit next to someone who likes to talk to you when the sermon is being preached. It's the first way that devil steals the word. Yeah, because you're switched off. Don't be distracted. Put your phone away when the word, when apostle stands here to start teaching. Just know, ah, my season is about to shift. God is about to give me a word. Even though you feel you already got a word, there is more for you. There is clarity coming. There is clarity coming. And let me tell you, friends, things are going to change. I'm not even trying to encourage you. I'm telling you the truth. Things are going to change. Seasons are changing. Experiences are changing in the name of Jesus. Everyone standing. Everyone standing in honor of God. Please get up on your feet wherever you are. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. I want you to pray in the spirit for a moment. Just, just to pray in the spirit. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is power. Your word is light. 
Your word is life. And we thank you, Father, that you are changing our seasons. You have appointed times and seasons. You are moving us into a good land. You are changing us from one level of glory to another. You're moving us out of darkness into light. From morning into dancing. From the night season into day. Our paths are shining brighter. Father, our hearts are expectant. May tonight be mark the end of a season and the beginning of another. Lord, may our seasons change so many times in the next one year that we will look back and say it is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. Father, I thank you because you open our ears to hear. You open our hearts to receive. We will never be the same again. In Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands to Jesus? you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.